You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five-star review. And please, if you're just leaving any type of comments or any type of reviews, don't just you know be Laker haters and just try to go ahead and leave us nasty reviews or stuff like that. Because I... I caught someone doing that that's not cool that's not cool just leave us a five-star review because we've got actually a really good podcast that a lot of people love and listen to so we truly appreciate it if you can and we thank you so much for doing so and look who's happening i just i thought everyone would be here this time around but it is again the lakers fast break podcast if you can please support share like or subscribe it is truly appreciated Woo! Back in the win column again for the Los Angeles Lakers with a second half performance, especially in that third quarter when they really put the clamps down on the the offense of the Portland Trailblazers. They really put the clamps down with some really solid defense, not necessarily challenging shots per se, but really going out there, getting steals after steals. There were several possessions in a row where they got their hands on balls and turned it over. It got on fast break, got in transition, and that's what you want to see. And that led to a nice, comfortable victory by the Los Angeles Lakers, 103, 102 to 93, 102 to 93 over the Portland Trailblazers. And here today to talk about today's game are two great guests indeed. So I don't think I see anybody else, but Laker Tom and I thought everybody would be coming out of the woodwork today. But I'll take who I can get this time around. It is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. He is the first one to arrive, so he'll be the first one to talk. It is Laker Tom, and Laker Tom, you got to be very encouraged by today's performance, by today's run-through. The transition was there. Three-pointers, they still took a lot of three-pointers, so the priority was still there, but overall, you got to be pleased with what we saw today. Well, I think the most important thing was, number one, we got to win, uh, and I think uh, number two, we saw what a difference Dennis Schroeder can make. Uh, was a terrific game at both ends of the court by Schroeder. Um, and then number three, and, and and I think has to be the most important thing, uh, is that we came out and played the kind of second-half lockdown defense that we've done in the past, and it was all built around doubling Dame Lillard and making those fast rotations. Um, and we really we did held him to 36 points in the second half. Um, that was a great game from a lot of players, LeBron, LeBron was terrific. Uh, he filled the stat sheet like I've never seen it with, you know, three blocks, four, five steals. Uh, 
you know, all of the points and rebounds and everything else. And he was totally in control. And, you know, the only, the only downside to the game in my mind was, I just don't understand why we come out and give everybody a 10 point lead. Well, but then again, we actually, there was a, there was a, there was a couple games that we actually were either tied close behind or in front and we still lost those games. Yeah, I know. But uh, the best, the best sign of all was this was Laker defense. Yeah. Um, I thought that uh, the comment by made the comment uh, by the announcers that uh, the Lakers have the best defense in the league, as far as being able to double people and have the quickness and rotations to really cover those open shooters, even, you know, and a lot of that is predicated on, you make a make a difficult pass that it's floating, you know, because you've doubled the guy down. The pass isn't right in the shooter's pocket, and it gives you time. It gives you time with the ball in the air to make those rotations. And the Lakers did a terrific job. Um, you could tell Lillard was really getting frustrated at not getting his open shots. Uh, he settled a couple of times for trying those thirty-foot logo type threes uh, that didn't go in, and and basically it took him completely out of his game. He didn't play defense at the other end. He was just really totally frustrated uh, by his teammates' inability to come through. Um, we gang rebounded great. I mean, we won. You know, this is one of those games where fifty points and fifty points in the paint and fifty rebounds. That's an awful good combination. And I thought the Lakers were just terrific on the boards, um, tipping the ball over and over to the open guy when when and three or four or five guys gang gang rebounding so that was really impressive well that was because of enos Cantor. i mean everybody made a concerted effort you know if they weren't yep. going to get the offensive rebound themselves they're going Cantor to tip wasn't going to get it <laughs> and i think that's the key the key to going yep. ahead and, and getting enos Cantor off the boards is the fact that he's going after it he expects you to try and catch it with both hands that's how he gets his hands on it when you're just trying to tip it away from him that makes it so much harder for him to get those offensive rebounds. It just well, when it, you gain it, rebound too, you always see guys in your peripheral vision that you can yeah. tip the ball to who are open. That's the whole key to the thing. Yeah, but but I'm saying the person with the ball, you know, it's, you it's easy to control it that way. But the guy that's actually trying for it first would normally go with two hands. The Lakers were actually just tipping it yep. to that other person that was open, and that was creating a lot that transitions too. It was creating a lot of transition points as well. But, uh, you know, this was Laker basketball. We didn't shoot well from three. We didn't even take our reasonable, normal 30 shots from three. We only took 27 and only made seven of them. Um, but we held them the 20% from three, and we held them the th- under 40% from the field. So that's a winning combination against most teams. May not be against the Brooklyn Nets. Utah lost tonight, so now we close a little game, a little ground where three and a half back, I think, and in third place right behind the Clippers. And we've got three more games, and then we get what I think is a big break, a nine-day stretch there, a vacation, nine days off for, you know, practices to get everybody healthy, including hopefully AD, um, and, and and actually just to, to, to recharge our batteries for the second half of the season. Um, I think we have a good shot. Uh, I thought this was the game that was going to be the toughest of the four games. So I think we have a good shot maybe to finish the season with four wins or finish the first half of the season with four wins and 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 really, you know, take that nine days off and, and really get ourselves ready for the second half of the season. Um, this was a great game. LeBron played well, played MVP caliber basketball. The team's defense came through well. Schroeder showed 
exactly why the team ought to give him an extension. Um, it's, you know, you couldn't ask for more in this particular game. There were a couple of disappointing plays, a couple of di- players who didn't play well. I thought Marquise Morris, I just don't know what's going on with his threes, even his corner threes. He's just, it's almost like there's too much arc on the ball or something, but because it's, uh, it's not falling at all. And we still have to, we still have to solve that problem. And, and, and I think that it's going to be interesting seeing what happens uh, once we get, once we get the season over. And I think our last game is March 3rd, March 3rd happens to be the date when all of the players that the Lakers signed in the summer are now eligible to be traded. We've got a guy, new guy on the 10 day contract uh, coming in the center. Damian He's, Jones. Damian Jones played for the Warriors for three years. And uh, then I think a year with, First round bust. First round bust, but he was a like 30th pick. So that's not exactly, you know, it's not a lottery pick. It'll be interesting to see what happens. I think that we still need to make some moves, but we'll see what Rob Palenka thinks. And, you know, the, the whole thing is that this year is going to be a lot harder year to win the game, win the championship than last season was. Um, because I think the competition is better. The Clippers have learned a lesson. They're playing pretty well, although they still go out there and have these games where they, they're eight-point favorites and lose by 25. And then the Jazz are still playing well. They lost tonight, but but they basically have the best three-point differential in the league. And then, and then the Nets continue to win. Now they're the leading team with the eight-game win streak at this point in time since uh, the Jazz fell. So it'll be uh, it's going to be an interesting season. I'm hoping that that what we've done tonight will carry through in the next three games and and we can take that nine-day vacation uh, knowing that we're in good position for the second half of the season. All right. Well, let's bring in Jamie Sweet here, Admiral Akbar. We went and go ahead and lifted the band. <laughs> we said it was okay. We'll just go ahead and, and bring him in on this one. I wanted to go ahead. Well, oh, sorry, Tom. I had you echo because you were echoing. I had you muted for a second. But I wanted to go ahead and, uh, yeah, I know he's, he's looking there right there for you. But it is Jamie Sweet, the man who's behind Five great things for the Lakers. you got to read his articles. He's been updating constantly on Lakerholics.com. And, Jamie, you got to be a little bit more, I guess, positive about the Lakers right now, especially after a second-half performance, especially a third-quarter performance like the one we saw from the Lakers today. I think the Lakers made a huge defensive adjustment at halftime to commit a lot harder to their trapping double teams than they looked like they were capable of in the first half when – Damian Lillard was splitting that double at will, uh, you know, going right in between two guys who weren't committing to it hard. And they might have even had the wrong personnel doing it in the first half. Uh, Caruso, I thought, did a fantastic job on uh, Lillard in the second half. Uh, And that was, I think, the key to the game is that we forced the rest of the Portland Trailblazers to try to beat us, and they can't, you know. Even depleted and, uh, you know, underwhelming as we are from three and – the other big key I thought for tonight was that we kept our turnovers down. We did not gift this team with a bunch of like momentum building, extra possessions, fast break points, easy dunks, easy points with nobody getting back. So that's with AD out, those things have to be so much better than they've been up until tonight. Uh, granted, I, you know, I don't know that this is a pretending of things to come. Portland is the second worst defense in the NBA. So it's not like, you know, we went out and dismantled Utah this way, or even, you know, some of the tougher teams in the East, you know, Portland struggles to defend. One thing we did that Portland traditionally doesn't do was turn them over. And I think that a lot of what, you know, I think Tom hit on a a good point. 
Vogel got a chance to play against this team in the playoffs, and that gave him a large body of work, <laughs> large body of evidence to work with, rather, in terms of like what Damian Lillard does to get himself free, how we can use our big men to disrupt their offense. And, you know, especially with CJ McCollum out, they're, they're down another dynamic talent like we are. So in a lot of ways, this was, unfortunately, <laughs> this is unfortunately a good test <laughs> for two teams that are as depleted as we both are, who have been struggling as we both have, neither team playing well to close out the uh, first half of the season. And so, you know, to all that, uh, you know, it was good that we got a win. Uh, I'm not going to go running around the block screaming my head off about this one. You know, we, we beat the second worst defense in the NBA. And a lot more impressive to me was how much we forced Portland and Damian Lillard to not play especially in the second half, to the narrative that they, you know, try to create. You know, I thought when Damian Lillard hit that logo three that he had started that about a minute or so too late. There was only like two minutes and 47 seconds left. There were about 13, 12 down, something like that. And I feel like he needs a good three and a half minutes to make that kind of magic happen. I I watch a lot. Damian Lillard's one of my favorite players. I think he's one of the best players uh, in the NBA right now. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com. And you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. I was very happy with this. There was a lot more positive. I thought that, you know, Gasol had a better first half than second half. Uh, you know, he, he, he dunked the ball, which was astounding. First dunk of the uh, year, I think. First, first dunk of the year. Yeah. 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 Probably. Uh, that's in my opinion, that's one of the huge problems with this team is that we don't have a dominant, and this is astounding in the modern NBA. We don't have a dominant dunker. Uh, you know, there are guys who can dunk Caruso dunked. Like, I think maybe his first dunk. So, you know, he hasn't dunked as much as he hasn't. Yeah. And then Carmelo got a great block, a block where I was like, oh man. Showing that ball a little too early there, Alex. Well, with Caruso, okay, it's a matter of, yes, played very good defense, obviously did a lot of, as far as the you know doing double teams and things of that nature. But going to the basket is now – he is going and, and just – he must have studied under Laker Tom's favorite player, Lonzo Ball, because going <laughs> to the basket was an adventure for him each and every time out. And if he wasn't having issues with it, he would be at a point where it's that old no new mentality of when you're going to the basket and nobody's trying to block your shot and you've got a bunny, but you're not even looking at the basket and no. you pass out for a three pointer. He did it. And he did that twice. Three times. Three times. All right. You got me on one. I I might have been I might have been looking at my phone for one. So uh, And it it, uh No, that's a little maddening. No, it's irritating. irritating. You guys see the Denver fast break where they they were down by two Four they on steal, one, they yeah. Steal the ball. They're down by two. They go down the court. The guy makes a good fake at the free throw line or at the, the three point line, and, and looking for somebody to throw the ball underneath. And three guys go to the three point line, right? No, for a three. And that's they, and what they passed out, and they ended up missing the three point. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's one of the things that does drive me crazy about the modern NBA is that there's. Yeah, there, I, I feel like <laughs> there's been a little bit too much, in my opinion, of this like drumbeat of the three point shot is the best shot, and I don't think the the best shot is the one that goes in. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't care where it comes from. If it goes in, it's, it's the, the best drive shot. And, it's the driving right. dish game, man. It's like yeah, but I mean, it's not like the be all end all basketball. It's not the be all end all basketball. There's so many other things that ought to be happening on the basketball court, and that's what's a but, little bit but not just why... like puzzling, but also frankly boring to watch at times. It's like, all right, let's let's do the same thing for the 89th time in a row. All right, woohoo! Like, well, that's why I think it was good. so great to have Schroeder back in the lineup because yes. when he gets in the lane. Yes, he does the Steve Nash thing every now and then where he goes under the basket and whatnot, but that's right. specific. Okay, that's that's specific because he knows he's being guarded. But always goes, always with intent though, don't you think? Right. Most but all, he, all, well, hold on, let me say this. Yeah. When he goes and he wants to drive and he knows he wants to score, he yes. goes and he scores. Or he I goes agree. and he tries to at least put up the shot. He I manufactures mean, better shot shot attempts that way. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. is aggressive in a good way, in a positive way, and we saw that tonight. I mean, having Schroeder back in the lineup was the jolt of energy the Lakers needed. Is it everything? No. Obviously, having yeah. not having AD in the lineup is is right. is still problematic, and you're still going to have days when you're going to have issues with that. But for today and that second half, when they were especially early in that second half, when they just wiped out that five point deficit and they just traded in on a nine eleven point lead. Simply because of the fact that, like several possessions in a row, they were able to create turnovers, not necessarily missed shots. I mean, just straight up turnovers. And that yeah. to me was really when we saw because of the fact that they were in, in transition, it created all those, those easy buckets and created a, a, just that momentum shift that you saw that lasted throughout the rest of the game. Those are buckets we were giving away to other teams. We've been giving those buckets away. One at a time. One at a time. Go ahead. I just want to say we've been giving those buckets away all season long to other teams. All season long. It's nice to get it on our side, but go ahead, Tom. Well, I thought I thought the the real catalyst to the off to the defense was LeBron James tonight. You know, five steals, three blocks. I mean, he basically did the, you know. This was, and this, this is why I was so impressed with the defense in the second half, because it, it, this is the kind of defense we played when AD was in there. That's the kind of defense we played to win the championship. This wrote this doubling, trapping, hedging, rotating defense. And we did that tonight to a T without Anthony Davis. And it was LeBron James who filled that role. He was the guy that would intercept yeah. those passes and get those fast breaks going. Would yeah. get those steals, um, and there were a lot of there were a lot of good plays by Schroeder, by Caruso, by Matthews of tipping balls away from players as they tried to drive to the middle, and there were a lot of blocks. I mean, Horton Taylor had two blocks that were Horton Tucker. Well, had I'm going to be honest with blocks. you, Laker Tom, and I don't know if you guys observed this, but I saw LeBron. I saw LeBron James today, and it's one of the few times that I can personally say this he looked much more active and engaged on the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. Quite often in that game, he basically passed off to let other players try to go ahead and initiate the offense, or he used it to go ahead and pass around to make sure to find a better shot. He didn't t- try a lot of isolation. In the fourth quarter, he did. In the fourth quarter, he did. But in the third quarter, second quarter, he was going ahead and being more facilitator or actually letting Dennis Schroeder run the offense a lot more. He was more engaged in that third quarter and and that first part of the fourth quarter, especially popping out uh, as like a a third guy. Because when you have the double team and they would pass out of the double team, there's LeBron right there playing that freelancer motion because he was usually guarding Derek Jones Jr., which he, you know, people don't, 
consider a threat at all. So he would go and pop off him and go on at other man. And the way in aggressiveness that he had in that was truly outstanding to see him on the defensive side and to see that again, the three blocks, the four steals. I mean, that just shows you right there how active he was on the defensive side of the ball. Jamie. hundred percent. I thought, you know, I thought that LeBron came out, with a mentality of a enough is enough, but also that it had to happen on the defensive end. That that that, that this, I it mean, if you could have the first two times he had it, three times. Yeah, but those, the, but those are the those are those those are the only two turnovers. <laughs> I think he finished the game with two turnovers. Like yeah. a, after that, he really locked in in a way that we only had five turnovers the whole game after that first three minutes of disaster. No. Uh, Maybe one or two more, but yeah, no, we, 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 10 turnovers total for the team tonight, which is, you know, about seven, six, 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 seven is than, yeah. lower than our, our season average. We uh, average 17. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's high 16. Maybe it's up to 17 now. I haven't looked. The last time I looked, it was high 16s, but it's been trending north, which is, you know, that's the wrong direction for our team. But I thought that his defensive intensity and, it's not like we changed our defensive game plan. We just committed to it more. Like everybody just started playing harder. Like a lot of, a lot of problems are solved in sports when you just play as hard as you can. And the Lakers are tired. Like every, they look exhausted. They looked exhausted during the losing streak. They looked a lot more energized tonight. There were two days off. I bet, you know, that they maybe had film and no practice or light practice. You know, I, I think that, we struggled, you know, like guys who the role guys who have been brought in to do things haven't really been doing those things. Uh, Wes Matthews is pretty much a disaster. Marcus Morris, I think, does a lot better as a starter um, than he does off the bench, which is, and but then we saw that Kuzo didn't have a good game. Right. So, it, 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 you know, there's all these like well, little had a, things. Had a good game, except not a scoring game. Yeah, he rebounded and, and the ball pretty well. Yeah, know, well. I, I'm not worried about him because. He made a lot of – I thought he made a lot of excellent plays. No, uh, I agree. During the game, both on defense, on offense, on rebounding. He was constantly tipping balls out and so forth. You know what was most impressive, though, when you think about what was different from this game than than what we've seen in the four games we lost and the stretch of overtime games that we won is that when we had that 10-point lead at the end of the third quarter, we came out in the fourth quarter – Yes, And our defense in the first like eight minutes of the fourth quarter where we held them to six points was better than our defense even in the third quarter. Our offense wasn't as good as it was in the third quarter. We didn't turn, we didn't take those turnovers and and score on them every time, but we shut them down completely for the first half of the fourth quarter. And that cinched the game because we built the lead up to 15 and a good portion of that was done with LeBron on the bench. I yeah no that was some of THT That's really important for this team. That was it's a good moment to be able to score when you don't have your two superstars on the floor. Well, that was where Schroeder came in, right? Schroeder and yep. THT I thought did a good job of uh, you know on the offensive end keeping the team. You know, I thought like when uh, the rest of the team was walking the walking up the court, you would see Taylor trying to like push the push the ball, like, yep. like get into the defense. Like, don't let them, don't let them get set. Like, like this is, this is the whole conundrum with the Lakers right now. It's like the, the solutions to your problems aren't like some mystical, like changing of you know, just play hard. Like just. You're really compete, right. about the, You're really right. You're really right about the fact, Jamie, that a lot of success in basketball and, and this is really the whole theory behind our defense 
the trapping defense is to force teams to do things that they're not ready to do. Right. And and if you force them to make passes that they're not ready to pay it and guys to catch balls and do things with the, that are not part of their normal offense to flip that around. I thought we did a good job of that by that's really the big advantage of pushing the ball and getting up court early and taking early shots and, and right. putting pressure on it. Um, we also we also were periods of time where we crashed the boards over and over and yeah. and scored on those. So yeah. those are the types of things that were demoralizing the Lakers during that four game losing streak because we couldn't do them. And it's what demoralized Portland tonight because we did it to them. Right. We forced no, them to play a different game than they wanted to play. We forced Dame to play a different game than he wanted to play. Well, I was just going to agree. I yeah. was just going to agree with Tom. I thought I, 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 it's true of life, right? Try hard. Just yep. try, try hard. Like don't give up. Don't, don't, don't get who, who doesn't get tired. Like I don't run up and down a basketball court for like an hour a day. I work an eight hour day at a job. I come home. You know what? I'm tired. I don't want to do things, but I don't stop. I keep going. Uh, you know, Glad people get tired. Here, Jamie, we missed you. I miss being here, man. It's been, you know, mm. it's it's coming going back to work has has changed uh, a lot of routines at the sweet household. So, well, we're uh, still searching Canada for Sean Grice, aka Magic Man. <laughs> so that's a shout out to you, my friend. Welcome back anytime. But I know you're hiding out in Canada somewhere. He's and out also, there. Well, El He's Rob, I, I know it's late for El Rob too. Yeah. So El Rob, a big shout out to you, my friend, because he was here during the losing times. I yep. will just say that, Jamie Sweet. That's a that's a you right there. You right there. I I, I told you I was going to be here Mondays and Wednesdays. I, I, I know. I know. I'm just. I, I'm not. Head. I'm not. See. I'm not holding back any secrets. Okay. All right. It, your trap games are well known by now. But <laughs> I you know. know. Yeah. What do we? What do we got? We have three games left, right? Well, right four. now, yes, we do. Three, no, three, three? Three, three. three. This was the four, four. Right. What is it? Phoenix, uh, Sacramento, and uh, Golden State. State. Golden State. Up, yeah, Golden I State think, is coming up on the twenty eighth, right here. I think it will go. To, I think we'll go two and three. I think we end up losing to Phoenix. Well, let's see what I, happens. I mean, two, there. two. I'm sorry. Two, 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 and one. LeBron, uh, LeBron's going to want to beat CP three. See I what mean, happens there. I, we'll I, I, I think Devin Booker's going to have something to say about that. So yeah, that's all. Going, that's all well and good. Yeah, but, uh, but I think that we play the same defense on Devin Booker that we play on Damian Lillard. But you can't again, because you can't because yeah because Chris Paul has the ball you, so, and Chris Paul is not going to get trapped like that. Damian Lillard is not great. Damian Lillard is not a great they passing point guard. Take the ball away from Chris Paul and Chris Paul to do those fifteen footers yeah. to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mid range uh, shots that, that I'm, just I'm not going to be disrespecting Chris Paul's game on the air. Again, the, again, the theory. <laughs> again, the theory is the whole point behind our trapping defense is to force teams out of their normal rotations offensively. No, and I agree with that. What we're going to have to do against every team we play. In I agree with that. Manner. But I brought this point up at the beginning of the season, and I've made it several times, and I'm going to make it again right now. That level of defense is very difficult to sustain in a compressed season like this, in a set with, with the way the schedule is, with the fact that you're we're not doing it for like a playoff se- series or two which we did for like two and a half playoff series in the playoffs, not the whole playoff series, just like two and a half against really two teams, two and a half, right? And against Lillard, (laughs) two teams. No, we didn't use that trapping defense against Portland. We used the side, we used the side traps that we've kind of gone away from. We did it. We took the ball out. Basically we've, we did the same thing 
we did it earlier this year when we beat when we beat Denver. We did it with two people in that particular game because we did it with with uh, with with Joker and and we did it with uh, with Jamal. Yeah, well, uh, I, whole, thought, I thought Joker take take the primary whoever's killing us. Right. No, if it's, I'm if not. three that's killing us. We'll do it to him. I'm not disagreeing with the theory. I'm just yeah. disagreeing with the fact that it, the, 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 what we're seeing, I believe what we're watching unfold before our very eyes is that that level of defensive intensity is, it's like when Rick Patino brought the uh, full court press. Yeah, every the same as a full court thing. Because but you're, but you the energy the expenditure is the same. You you're still running back and forth. You alternate it. You wait until, you wait until somebody hurt. What, what Frank does is he waits until somebody's killing us. And then he drops that on them. Sometimes. So if, if when we play when we play Golden State, for example, I think you'll see a good hunk of it when if uh, Steph goes crazy. They'll do it on the tip. They'll do it on the tip. They'll do it at the moments. But the, they the might problem... actually guard. They might actually double team them in warmups. <laughs> they should. So you don't want to. I, I think Jamie's got, a, Jamie's got a point that first off, this is a strategy that we aren't going to use in the full game during the regular season. It's Whereas impossible. we might in the playoffs yeah. for the right. whole game. Um, and we're not going to do it until somebody proves that they, we need to stop them. Well, you know? I still think you should double team on the warmups deal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why no, not? Why not, wait, Jim, wait, why not stop in the locker get, room? It, what no, you're not putting those shoes on. You're not putting those shoes on. It's really oh, the shoot. third quarter. It's what wins the third quarter yes. for us. And yeah. we're going to come out and we're going to, the first half we're going to try to play guys straight up as much as we can, and then we'll figure out who's hurting us, and then we will adjust to that to force somebody else to do it to us in the second half. Um, and again, the beauty of that is that that aggression that you show on off on defense really translates really well to offense. The Lakers are not a team that their offense drives their defense. It's the other way around. Their defense drives their offense. And and it's the aggression on the defense that that causes those easy turnovers that turn into fast break points uh, that demoralize the other team so that you know that they don't play as great a defense because very few players concentrate on defense more than they do on offense and so when you're not getting your shots and you're not making your shots and you're letting the team down. A lot of players tend to slack off rather than doubling down and, and trying to do something at the other end of the court. That's what they get paid for mostly in this league. That's why well, the guys who play defense don't make the money that the guys who play offense do. Well, well, we'll see what happens on Sunday when the Lakers go ahead and possibly double team Stephen Curry on warmups <laughs> during the, you know, before the game. As soon as he Sunday, shows up to the arena state. outside of his car, as soon yes. as he gets out of his car. <laughs> they might do it. They might actually have, they might actually fly out two guys to the Bay area just to, you know, track him <laughs> along the way and double team along the way. Before but, he leaves the house, you're not getting Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it is you going want to be to stand outside of his, uh, his home and pick him up as he goes to the car. Maybe that's better than well, maybe no. that's better than driving actually to the lane for him right now. Yes, so, right. driving to the lane right now is again like a Lonzo ball. Well, adventure. hey, listen, Caruso had a good game, regardless yeah. of the regardless of the driving dishes that frustrate you. He he dunked twice. He played excellent defense, and he it, it didn't come threes. out with a zero. Man, he had two threes. Two threes. He can't stand any zeros. Yeah, you, know, you oh, can't that. start in this league. You can't be a prime rotation player when you can't score 
Well, you know, don't say that to Tony Allen. But yeah, I was going to say, I believe, or, or like 8 million other players. Yeah, how, what's the most money Tony Allen ever got paid? Uh, I'll bet it's in the, I'll, I'll bet Tony Allen is doing far better than anybody did. on this podcast. Let's just yes. say that. More <laughs> yeah, than you and I. But he never got over seven figures. <laughs> Who cares? Like, come on, man. Like, are, are you sure he never got paid for over seven figures? A, got paid. No, no, it doesn't matter. A, got paid for playing basketball. Yes. B, Got paid for playing basketball. C, got paid for playing basketball. Like, come on. Like, what are you talking about? I think he probably <laughs> earned anywhere from 20 to 30 million over the course of his lifetime. So I think that's pretty darn good. Four or five million a year. At, you know, like well, that. okay. Well, before, I'll look that up. But before you look we that go up ahead, and bring it up next time. Well, I might bring, bring it up. Right now. I'm bringing it up right One now. One thing I want to ask you before we go, before we go, I, I asked you guys to go ahead and take a look at the second half schedule. I wanted to go ahead and, and if you guys anywhere along the schedule, whether it's a game or a series of games, point out something that you're looking forward to with great interest. For me, it's the fact that, yes, the month of March is going to be very home malicious for them because they only play, I think, three road games the entire month. But that first two weeks in April. They go out on a long seven, eight game road trip from what I'm seeing. It's a seven game road trip where they start off in Sacramento, go to the Clippers. They go to, well, which is, of course, L.A. here, of course. <laughs> but to, they go to Toronto, Florida. Then they go to Miami, Brooklyn. You notice I got the Florida in there. Miami, Brooklyn, New York, and Charlotte. Now, there's a couple of trap games in there I know Admiral Akbar will be honing in on. But it's the game, obviously. is probably going to be five trap games. Yeah, well, it's the games at Miami and at Brooklyn, which are of great interest to me because they come up on the tail end of that that road trip. So I'm looking at that road trip to be a key for the Lakers and how well they'll do. Jamie, what have you got as far as that's concerned, as far as any games or a game that you're looking forward to in the second half of the season for the Lakers? $40,698,419 is how much Tony Allen earned. How many years? So, who cares? Forty million dollars. I think, I think he played twelve, <laughs> ten to twelve. Never yeah, twelve got, years. Never got eight figures. Uh, he never paid. What's the MLE? That is true. He only ever made seven figures. Oh gosh, that's so terrible for him. That's I don't terrible. know how. Yeah. I don't know how he'll ever survive. Hopefully, yeah. they have a good Thanksgiving this year. We can only pray. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But is there anything in the second? Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, there, no, no. I'm excited. I'm excited about Brooklyn. Defender, but the problem is, is that they don't pay great defenders anywhere near what they pay great scorers. Well, we sure, know that. Sure, sure. Yeah. That's that's yeah. the newsflash. Come, yeah, yes. okay. Yep. Uh, I'm excited about uh, Miami, Brooklyn. I'd like to see us uh, get a little revenge in those games. Uh, I'm excited for, for the same reason to see Philly uh, and. Uh, I, I'd like to see. I, I'm, I'm actually curious to see how we do. Uh, we have a lot of back-to-backs in the second half of the season. Eight of them. No, we have a ton. It's a. It's a. Ba- it's a it, no, it's it's a. It's it's going to be. We did good in the second half of back-to-backs. Not great in the first half of last season. So I'm curious to see how we perform in those scenarios. You know, as those are going to be games where this compressed schedule, depending on when AD comes back, how AD comes back, all of those things are. I mean, if, if if they stick to their timeline, he in theory would be back at the end of March, which that oh, nine days oh. that nine February fourteenth, four weeks from February fourteenth happens to by coincidence. I thought twenty eight days in March in February happens to be March fourteenth. Oh, okay. I'm gonna go off then. I'm, I thought they made that four weeks after the first week. No, the four weeks was based upon 
the expectation okay. is that I think the biggest thing with us, there's two things with a schedule that really impress me. The first is the nine days off that we get and the fact that we come back on the 12th and the 14th would be four weeks. So there's a good chance that those first five or six games, which are pretty easy scheduled games and at home, except for one game, there's a good chance that we'll get 80 back. He'll be able to get into shape and the team will be able to adjust to him before they go on that big April trip. Also, I thought that was just going to be a reevaluation schedule for the second half of the season of any other team of, of most of the 30 teams in the league. And I've always been a big proponent that I would rather have an easier schedule the first half of the season and a more difficult schedule the second half of the season because you rise to the level of the competition you have. Well, the Lakers or have in had the a Lakers hard- case, we dip down to the level of the competition that we have. Well, well the yeah. Lakers have had a harder schedule, I think, on both sides of the equation. So they've had well, one of the harder schedules on both. Well, it always changes so much because it yeah it depends on what the record is of those guys. Yeah. Right. That's I, I never put much stock in that, to be honest. It's like, how did a team do up to this point? Okay, now I change how Frankly, tough the I, schedule I, is. I think the tougher the schedule, the better it is for us. I, I mean, I like that theory. I, I think that, you know, I, a lot of people say that seeding doesn't matter this season. I, I disagree with that. Uh, I think that we it need to be... Oh, for sure. I, I disagree with that completely. I think that when you are the best in the West, you come into games with a certain level of confidence because of that. I think that if you're like fourth or fifth in the West and you could have been better, you look back and wonder what could have been. Well, I don't yeah. want to be a t- – well, hold on. Just please. Better better is more important right. than – Well, well let, let, Jamie fin- <laughs> let, me, let Jamie finish. Go ahead, Jamie. Uh, I was trying to say that, you know, I want to be a team that feels like we are the best, not a team that's wondering what could have been. Uh, and we came in out of the West as the best, and guess what? We were the best in the NBA. So – that is not going to be the case this year. I think Utah is going to be the top team in the West. Uh, I think that Phoenix might even leapfrog us in the standings by the end of the season. Uh, and the Clippers will stay ahead of us. I think we'll probably end up, depending on how long. And also to be, to clear something up, I think that they're going to reevaluate Anthony Davis in four weeks. I don't think he's coming back in four weeks. So those are two very different things. Uh, I think they're, they're, he's not doing any basketball activity uh, in, for four weeks. Uh, so he won't be back in four weeks on the 14th. Uh, or I doubt that very highly, but what we hope I, I'm hoping, but I'm not going to, I'm not, I'm not jinxing anything. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, it's not my body. It's not my team. I'm a fan and I would like for him to be back. And when he comes back, I would like for him to be very, very healthy when he does so, so that he can play the best basketball he can. Uh, so to that, uh, I think that the first part of the schedule is going to be tough. AD? That's the question. Do I think, well, what? I'm sorry. AD versus AD. Who's going to be back first? I think that KD could play. I think that he. I I'm think that out until after the. Uh, also, no, but I think I, it's just a precautionary measure I think it, with him. It's just I think that it's well, that's the same thing that the Lakers are saying about AD. Well, yeah. I, I, I got to be. Yeah. Saying, I think this is a little bit more serious with it with AD. Yeah, Durant didn't limp uh, yeah. off the court. <laughs> AD's never had a serious injury. KD had the torn calf muscle, and he may have a torn calf muscles this time. No, that's a hamstring. And the, and the Achilles. It's a hamstring. It's a hamstring. Yeah. Uh, anyway, a hamstring. But, he's, yeah. but they think that it's a terror. I mean, if, if that's the case, tear, he's out. He's going to be, no, it's going to be difficult for him to be back by the playoffs. He has a grade two tear probably is what. Uh, I'll wait. I'll wait for an official report before I speculate on something yeah. like that. But anyway, the draw from three seed B said that that was the likely prognosis. Either uh, again, extremely I'm... careful and conservative, or 
he had a grade two tear. I mean, the fact of the matter is the Brooklyn Nets play in the easiest division in the Eastern Conference. Well, not the easiest. I, I take that back. they have two superstars, so they don't need to bring him back as soon. There's a bevy of reasons that the Lakers need to be more careful with AD. Injuries. Right. No, I agree. So, uh, you know, I, AD's I, never I, had a major injury. And that, I don't, I mean, it doesn't really matter whoever comes back, KD or AD. Whenever AD comes back, the key is, can he play basketball the way he can at his best? Because he wasn't doing it before the injury even. So mm-hmm. that, this is a concern, you know, and that's not something I'm just going to, I feel comfortable glossing over. I think it's a huge issue for this team, both in the regular season and the playoffs, if he's not able to go. Uh, or if he does go, if he's not 100% effective like he can be. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he has to be 100% healthy, but he has to be the best and most effective version of himself that he can be. Nobody's healthy anymore at this point. Ask uh, KCP, who took another took another leg injury today, man. That guy's just getting knocked off. The whole game, man. He's living the whole game. No, I, I think the All-Star break is going to do the mo- I hope he comes out of yeah. the gate of the All-Star break looking like the KCP was on the playoffs. I just if, hope that they're all very careful during the All-Star break and don't go out and yeah, no, no. socialize no. and end up with more contact Co- tracing issues. No, like no, no, no. We've, I mean, it's it's – it's it's gonna be it's that's that's the other thing. I mean, there's so many things that that could derail a lot of things this season. This yeah. whole enterprise is uh, on a fingernail uh, right here. Uh, one quick note, uh, you know, Damian Jones didn't play today. Ten uh, day contract. I, don't, I I'm not gonna lie. I'm not. I, I this signing literally did nothing for me. I was kind of like, oh. Okay, like cool. He's just another body on the practice floor right now. I, I get right. I guess yeah. Maybe it's, that's what it is. Is they need another guy to practice or something because they also let Cook go. So I, yeah. I, I, you know, I, I don't. I frankly, I don't expect him to play. Uh, I would rather see Kaycock or Costas uh, get minutes over him. That being said, now that he's a Laker, uh, if he does play, I hope he plays well. And uh, I was hoping for. I mean, if there's still a lot of time. I'm hoping for more. Usually, I'm and Tom can attest to this. Usually, I am not proposing trades or hoping for trades or looking to shift personnel much in this case i think we do uh not just for this season but for next season in terms of like retaining certain players mainly montrose harrell but even dennis shooter you know he hasn't signed that extension yet it's been there's there's it's it's he's past the time when he's eligible uh he could sign it uh anytime he wanted so the fact that it hasn't been offered who knows? I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I, I'm assuming as he, much. He, the max he can get is like 18, 18 five, and the late that's the max the Lakers can offer him, and they have not offered that because if they offered that, he would accept it. Probably, uh, I'm assuming as much, yeah. or maybe they've offered eighteen five for less years than he wants, or I don't know. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, there's no. Let's put it this way. He's not under contract next season, so there's no guarantee he'll be back. Right. Uh, you know, that's but that's we can always way. offer him an extension. We can offer an extension to Trez. So Trez is gone unless unless his market value has diminished enough that he's only going to get the MLE. Doubt that highly. And I, and it's also doubtful too that so you know we don't have bird rights on him. Nope. So we can't. No, you got to sign them like day one. Well, if we do the non-taxpayer MLE, that means we're going to be hard capped again next year. So it it makes it almost impossible for Trez to return. That's that's why I consider him to be our most tradable asset. Yeah, Uh, not so much for that. Has nothing to do with his play. His play is I've I've been I've loved watching him all season long. He played really well. Played played great tonight. He he's been the most energetic player on the team consistently all season long. Has always showed up with, you know, sometimes. 
it doesn't translate into victories yeah, or he, into he a great game. A proven contract for a big payday next year. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, along with guys who don't score, big men who don't do like eight things also don't make a lot of money in the NBA. You have to have, you have to be like uh, the Mike Trout of big men uh, in order to uh, get a big payday in the NBA. Otherwise, you're going to yeah. be relegated to Willie Cauley Stein. Guards no and forwards league. There's no doubt. No one's, no one's Noel. I mean, even, you know, it's a have and have not league. You know, there's got, there's a few, a handful of players who get huge deals and then everybody else uh, fights for the salary cap scraps, man. So. Right. That's how they designed the system, and the players had their say in it, and here it is. Okay, I'll say this. I'd like to fight for some of those scraps. I Nice chunk of change. I'll take Tony Allen yeah. money all week, every day, every year, <laughs> yes. all year for 12, 12, oh, only 12 seasons of yeah. seven yeah. figures. Yeah, well, I'll say this, that, again, it was another performance by the Lakers in the third quarter. They dominated on defense, and that's what won the game for them. getting five figures, you know? Who? What? It's like it's like trying to go from five to six figures for us. Let's try to go from one to two for me. How about that? Let's go. Let's go right there for you. You need a, you need a union job, Gerald. You need, there, a, you need, you need a union. Okay. You need a union gig. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, Lakers fans! Looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the world champion, Los Angeles Lakers, well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today at Lakerholics.com. 102 to 93 for the Los Angeles Lakers tonight over the Portland Trail Blazers. But before we head on out, we're going to go ahead and let you guys know what's out there as far as Lakerholics.com and what Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet are working on. So before we head on out, Laker Tom, what are you working on on your medium.com site and of course Lakerholics.com? Well, I just I just traded for uh I just traded away <laughs> uh KCP Kuzma and Errol for uh for Zingas. And uh, and, 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 uh, and you threw Horton Tucker for no, and, and you uh, and you threw Graham. and you threw an AC without anybody even asking for him. <laughs> well, I you know I I really feel like if there's an opportunity to get Porzingis that no, uh, no, he solves the whole no, problem for the Lakers no. as a volume three point shooter and and I think playing for Frank Vogel and playing next to Anthony <sighs> Davis that uh, he could be back to the defensive player he was in the three years he was with the Knicks. When he had excellent defensive ratings and logging ratings. Well, you know, right now he is the worst defender in the league. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't know where this was, is coming from. I was from, thinking but... about I was thinking about well, that a lot, of, all of, a lot of these defensive ratings for players are all related to the team's defensive rating. You know, you don't you don't see guys on you don't see guys on teams with terrible defensive ratings having great years where they're they're close to a hundred. So a lot of that is sort of like plus minus that it's, it's very strongly influenced by who else you're playing with. I think Porzingis has Andrew Bynum, Brandon Ruiz, and that he is a no-go. <laughs> That's what you I know think. that, Jamie. 
Well, he is not a very reliable individual as far as staying in that lineup, especially coming off an extended absence. Yeah, but and that's again, all you can get at this point in time. You need if you want a third superstar, and I think that the Lakers. But that's not. He's not a third. But he's not a superstar. If you need, if you need a third all-star caliber player, no, okay. Not. If you need a third star, the Lakers aren't going to be able to get a third. They're not going to get Bradley Beal or somebody like that. We don't have yeah. the assets to get that. And you're going to have to have a gamble on somebody who's got an injury issue or some issue that makes them tradable and and attainable, you know. So you have to make some moves because the league is different this year. This is not this is not last year in the bubble. Teams are shooting better. They're shooting more threes. They're hitting a higher percentage of threes. And the three teams that are our biggest competitors, the Clippers, the Jazz, and the Nets, all three of them have very are the top five three point differentials in the league, and so the Lakers right now are like twentieth in the differential, and actually probably worse than that after the after the last stretch of games. Right. So we have a we have a big disadvantage that we didn't have last year. We're scoring the same amount of points as we did last year. We're scoring the same amount of points in the paint. We're shooting about the same number of threes. That's not going to fly this year with those three teams because we're not going to be playing the Denver Nuggets, Miami Heat in the finals. We're going to be playing three much better teams than we played last year. It's not going to be Houston, Denver, and then the Miami Heat. It definitely won't be Houston. That's for it sure. definitely won't be Denver, and it definitely won't be Miami in the finals. Well, Jamie, I know you're working on five great things for the Lakers coming up here on Lakerholics.com. So what are you working on with your five great things? And hopefully it's not five trap games at Lakerholics.com. <laughs> no, there's only three games left, so there can only be three trap games. Um, well, you, I, mean, you know, I don't consider the All-Star You're always working games. on a trap game. Listen, I, 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 listen if, if I know there's a pothole there, I try to tell people to drive around it. I try to tell people, like, listen, you don't. Don't take that pothole lightly. Don't just try to drive right on through it. Just don't drop down the street looking for the potholes first. I mean, I'm just listen. It's an analogy. Like, uh, however you want to take it. I, I mean, the fact of the matter is that this team has made a great habit of playing down to terrible teams. Uh, until they break that habit, you know, then the potential exists for it to continue. Empirical evidence is uh, is, <laughs> is a mofo, as they say. Uh, I, I'm excited for my five great things. I'm excited to welcome Dennis Shooter back. Again, I, I, I've been for about, um, I don't know, two weeks, three weeks, a month or so, I've been clamoring for more THT. I'll take the defensive issues of not leveling guys off. I'll take the miscommunications on the perimeter and in the paint. I'll, I'll take the, you know, the, the weird jump passes that, you know, he's, this is his rookie year. Like he's going to, he's going to make mistakes like that, but if, and this is how I feel with a few players. If they're going to stay on the team to the end of the season, if we're not going to trade them, then we need to utilize them to the best of their abilities. Uh, for me, that's THT, Mark Gasol, and frankly, Dennis Schroeder. I think tonight was a great example of Dennis Schroeder being given a little more of the control of the offense than he normally does, and that the team in general responded. And and it was it's frankly it's harder to guard when it's not just LeBron. Uh, teams can load up on LeBron, but if LeBron sinks over to the corner, there's going to be like two guys who hedge over that way because that's LeBron James. <laughs> you don't 
you know, leave one guy alone on an island against LeBron James if you can avoid it. So those are my uh, my five great things is that the, there, there are things within this game that we ought to build upon in terms of building a future identity for the team that can succeed in the playoffs, whether we shoot a lot of threes or not, uh, whether we play any, uh, you know, the, the defense and the, the, the changing up the dimensions of the way we attack the basket, pushing the pace like THT did all game long, things like that are not like – basketball solve it like oh i just figured out the riddle of life like that's just just do it like it's just you just play that way you choose to play that way or you we just did so that's that's those are my favorite five great things is that the recipe for not repeating the stretch we just went through lies in today's game even though we we, one of the things that if you think back and think about the game one of the things we didn't see that was the most infuriating was the tosses of the ball to lebron on the side and five guys, four guys standing around. Almost never. We didn't see that. We didn't see that tonight. No, no. That was, Gasol, that was really important. Gasol and Schroeder was, had that. A lot of it was Dennis. Because yeah. there was always somebody over there on, with LeBron on the side. Let Some the point guard. The two-man action. This is crazy. But let the point guard do the point guard things. Like, I, yeah. I, I, you can, you proved you can lead the league in assists. Like, this isn't the team you're going to do that on. You're not lobbing it to Dwight once a game or twice a game for two easy assists. You're not lobbing it to JaVale once a game or so for an easy assist. Like, those are two or three assists that just, that just don't exist anymore. There's nobody for him to lob those easy assists to. So change your strategy, which I think he's done a good job. I mean, instead, he's only averaging eight assists. <laughs> so, you know, it's still ridiculous what he's accomplishing. But let let Schroeder do the point guard things. He's that good. He's he's He can be trusted in those situations to make the right decision. Is he going to do it every time? No. We saw that a couple of times tonight where he got into trouble, late shot clock, kind of dribbled into traffic or trouble, threw the ball away, bad shots. But I think if you give him enough reps doing it, he will get better at those things. And that's what I want. Uh, those are the habits I would rather see us build rather than, how great can LeBron James be? We know he can be great, but he needs great role players to at least play to their role around him if he's going to succeed at all. Well, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. They play. Hopefully they will go ahead and double team a starter as he comes out of the locker room. But we'll see what happens there. <laughs> it is, again, the Lakers winning 102-93 to over the Portland Trail Blazers. I truly appreciate everybody watching and listening. We've had great responses as far as a lot of people watching, so we cannot thank you enough for doing so. Please check out everything that these guys are doing today at Lakerholics.com. Check out the latest Pop Culture Cosmos I dropped on the Pop Culture Cosmos channel wherever you get your podcasts where we talk about everything going on within the Marvel Universe and our first part of our conversation on the nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's today, so check it out. It dropped today on the Pop Culture Cosmos channels wherever you get your podcasts and radio stations worldwide guys it's been great talking to each and every one of you again the lakers win 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 i like the sound of that lakers win lakers win and like lady gaga getting her dogs back all is right in the world yes all is right in the world once again when the lakers win a game So, guys, it's been great talking to each and every one of you out there. Thanks so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll catch you Sunday after the Golden State game right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.